0: Welcome to the latest Clear Cruise podcast. My name's Andy Harmer and I'm delighted to bring you our latest episode in our whole series of podcasts looking in-depth at the cruise industry. Well, I was lucky enough to talk to Randy Durband, who is the chief executive for the Global Sustainable Tourism Council. And here's what he had to say. So, As you can see, you know, I've been joined by Randy Durband from uh, the Global Sustainable Tourism Council, You're chief executive there. How long have you been uh, with the organization?
1: Um, I've been in this position for six years and I uh, served on the board for a couple of years prior to that.
0: Well, thank you for your time today. Um, for those who don't know the organization, would you tell us a little bit about the work?
1: Yeah, we were created in 2007 by two UN agencies, UNEP, the United Nations Environmental Program, and UNWTO, the World Tourism Organization, working with conservation community, leading international conservation organizations and many in the private sector, to develop standards for sustainable tourism because it needs the set of standards and it needs a better definition. So we have standards, two sets of standards, one for the private sector, one for the public sector. And um, we use those in a variety of ways for training, education, but we also use it as a basis of guidance to certification of uh, hotels, tour operators, and destinations. And because our destination criteria are really the go-to standards for sustainable management of a destination, they are widely used in a variety of ways, and um, including we do very objective assessments of uh, destinations management approach on sustainability, uh, like we have done in Dubrovnik, which we'll talk about today.
0: You, you have the word sustainable in the name of your organization. So, so before we talk about Dubrovnik and some of the other work that you've done, maybe some context around what you mean by the term sustainability, because it's quite a broad term, isn't it?
1: It is indeed. So very, very good. So in 2005, those two UN agencies created a single sentence definition of sustainable tourism, which stands up today and became the basis of our standards. And that's based on four pillars. Usually when we think about sustainable, we're thinking first and foremost about environmental aspects and and clearly environmental aspects are are, are core to what we're talking about. But the other three uh, pillars, one is on social issues. Um, And so within the standard, we're looking at fair labor practices. We're looking at the human trafficking that tourism can um, be engaged in, if not monitored and and managed. So a number of social issues. And then uh, cultural issues. Um, And there's two sides of that. It's respect for all living culture, including ethnic minorities and indigenous people. And it's preservation of cultural heritage. And then the fourth pillar is about management because we're at a stage of human development where we haven't managed much of anything in all all of our lives sustainably. I mean, we're using 1.6 Earth's worth of resources, so sustainable tourism needs to be tourism needs to be more sustainable because everything we do, all of our endeavors as human beings, needs to be much more sustainable. So it's on all those fronts of environmental protection, but social. Um, you know, avoidance of damage and, uh, and harm, and then the cultural elements that I said. So, we have this very broad definition of sustainability, and it's reflected within our standards known as the GSTC criteria. So, we're meeting with um, you know all the p- key people that have some uh, management element or some control over all the elements that are within the GSTC destination criteria. And then we do this intensive document review looking at current policies and practices. So first we start with, what are you doing? And we don't just interview and take people's word for it. It's this intensive review where it's like, well, show us the evidence. Give, give us the documents that show us you've got um, policies in place or regulations. And then it's, do you enforce them and really get the evidence that you know, you're really enforcing? So we give a tough love. Um, assessment where you go through the 41 criteria and say, hey, you're doing very well here. Keep going in that direction. Or this one, you know, you've got some policy, but maybe the policy could be stronger and certainly the enforcement could be a bit stronger. And then the lowest score would be very little or no policy and very little or no enforcement. So we give that, you know, tough love grading. And typically we don't necessarily ask for transparency. We believe in transparency. But first and foremost, we want, at this stage of development, um, so many destinations really haven't looked at these things seriously that we say, look, it's your choice whether you make that transparent or not. The yeah. initial stage is make it a, a, a valuable tool internally uh, and something to grow from, and then, you know, um, so yeah, that's, that's basically the, the approach, is we look at uh, all the elements very objectively, uh, very clearly, um, and uh, our objectivity and impartiality and, um, and, and honesty, we think, makes it a very valuable tool.
0: I love the expression, tough love. It sounds like you're, you're pretty tough on some of these destinations. Um, let's talk about Dubrovnik. They obviously had, um, they've been in the news for a couple of years. So, so what was the work done in Dubrovnik and what kind of assessment was done?
1: Well, so um, Dubrovnik, to their credit, the mayor personally is very engaged. And so he's, um, he's motivated and, and led the full team of, uh, with a true whole-government approach in Dubrovnik to, uh, to address concerns of the residents of overcrowding at uh, certain times of day and certain times of the year. And so um, at least two years ago, maybe, maybe it's been three years, something like that, they worked with CLIA, the Cruise Line International Association, to work on dispersion of the visitors off cruise ships and to try to have limits in the first half of the day in the morning and then limits in the afternoon. And they've had some good success with that And their full plan they intend to implement in 2021, but that kind of got them going. And then we've been working with CLIA um, and some other destinations and some of CLIA's members um, at various cruise port destinations around the world for several years. And so um, CLIA suggested to the mayor's office, so why don't we bring GSTC in and take a holistic approach of your overall um, uh, management of your tourism? And they enthusiastically said, yes, yeah, so uh, this is a partnership of CLIA and uh, the mayor's office and ourselves to come in. And so we brought in our team and um, you know, completed a highly objective assessment. And interestingly, um, they've made this one of the most transparent assessments we've ever done. Uh, I shouldn't say one of the most. They've made this the single most transparent assessment we've ever done. I mean, they had major engagement through the process um, with much of the community, and they had a community forum announcing it, and they're publishing the results widely. So um, just it's very impressive what the mayor's office has done and uh, taking this matter very seriously, very much to heart.
0: So, and, and tell us the outcome. So what's next for Dubrovnik? Are, are they now, is it a fact that they're now set on a certain path or certain timeline with your support, or um, how does that work?
1: Well, we haven't talked about, um, you know, further ongoing action planning and engagement from our side. The important thing is that they have developed their own internal action plan and they understand, you know, where they need to make improvements. Right. And um, what's important from our standpoint is that, you know, any destination has room for improvement, has challenges and weaknesses and what's happening. The, the exciting thing about what's happened in Dubrovnik is that they've, the leadership of the, of the municipality has made it very clear that they're very committed to a process. And we have within the criteria just vital elements of process that include meaningful public participation and include meaningful multi-stakeholder involvement from uh, again, as I said, whole government, multiple agencies, but also meaningful engagement with the private sector. Everybody needs to be heard. If you're going to get proper solutions, before you implement a regulation or you know, any kind of policy or you know, taxation or whatever it is you do, you know, to really implement it right, you really have to understand the various perspectives. And they seem very committed to putting that that framework in place where it's good, strong management. So, um, we're hopeful and, and optimistic based on the commitment we've seen that they're going to follow proper process to address the, the challenges. And you can never put a timeline on how you're going to get there because every situation is unique to that, yeah. to that destination. But uh, we're just very encouraged that they've got the commitment to proper process to. Um, you know, really solve challenges and uh, make improvements in a way that 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 are sustainable, that stick, because sure. right people involved have been involved. You know, right people in, uh, who are impacted are engaged in the process. Um, Randy, thank you so much for your time
0: today. Thank you for explaining some of that valuable work you do. Uh, thank you very much indeed.
1: You're very welcome.
0: Well, that's it from our latest episode of the Clear Cruise podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening along as we chatted to randy well uh, don't forget there are plenty more cruise resources and information on our website which is cruising.org but until next time thanks for listening